conversations with friends. Mental health in our community, um, I think there there are two different sides of the spectrum in all honesty because there are instances where I see that it is getting better, where more people are more, where some people are more time you see next thing you know you are the big talk and tonight is our fourth episode of conversations with friends we have an interesting fun panel tonight where we're going to discuss establishing boundaries um my beautiful co-host creator of the show she um i'll say this that our our partnership on what we are both trying to accomplish with conversations with friends was basically around this very uh, interesting topic, establishing boundaries, and that conversation lasted a few hours, and I think that we both uh, learned a lot from the conversation, as well as um, what we both thought would be a good outlook for our show, and boundaries. It says here that boundaries are the limits and rules we set for ourselves within relationship. A person with healthy boundaries can say no to others when they want to. But they are also confident opening themselves up to intimacy and close relationships. So tonight we have Elliot, Shanita, Milton, King Atterbury, part of our panel. Um, what's up, everyone? What's going on? All right. I mean, melodic. You got your mute. Your your mic is on mute. You're not. I unmuted it. I unmuted oh. it. Hello, everybody. What's good? What's good? <laughs> So melodic, melodic. I want to ask you first, right? As the co-host, um, as the brains behind the whole operation, um, boundaries. Why do they need to be established? Ah, oh, I think that basically you set the tone for every interaction you have with um, someone else. Um, I think I'm a huge advocate of respect. Um, you know, um, I respect you, you respect me, and we good. 
Just that plain and simple. <laughs> plain and simple. Well, let me let me ask. I know I know all of us. Unfortunately, we're not all millionaires. None of us are millionaires that I know of, and um, we all were working for someone in, in some type of capacity in our lives. Um, I'll start with Milton. Explain how setting boundaries in the workplace. When he was in the in the workplace, I know what he does now. When he was in, uh, as we say, mainstream workplace in America, how he had to establish boundaries in the workplace. Wow, wow, that's an interesting topic. <clears throat> First of all, definitely going to be a future millionaire. I like to start there, so no limitations, no ceilings for everybody here. Um, good evening, good evening, everybody. So I feel like in the workplace, definitely we have to set boundaries, and they have to be set quickly. Um, it depends on the workplace that you're in, but um, workplace is definitely what it is. You're there to work for somebody else to make the money. So as much as they could exploit you, as much as you can be exploited, you can be, and you will be. And also you have people that are there to infiltrate you, want to get your business, see what's going on, blah, blah, blah. So definitely you want to set boundaries early and quick to protect your business, first of all, but also to um, secure your job. Anyone else? I mean, you know, just you don't need me to be the director of the play, y'all. <laughs> just, just, just feel comfortable for us uh, to speak on talking about workplace? Are we just talking about the workplace boundaries no, work, for right work, now? Workplace personal. Um, for those, definitely for the, workplace. You know, Shanita, for those who don't know, um, me and Shanita are very close. So, you know, we have a, um, a relationship since we were kids. Uh, basically. <laughs> Grew up two houses away from each other, so you know uh, to, to have her on a show. To have her on a show, um, I know that she. I, once I get her started, she got to remember that she's on the show and she's not talking to me personally. Because when she starts talking to me personally, it could be no filter. Let but, it go. Um, let it go. You know, I want her to realize. That. Thank you for seeing that. Remind me if I start to go too left. Let me know. But, um, like. But like I said, anybody could just just talk about um, boundaries within the workplace. Well, it, it, well it, I just want to be clear. So the show is not just um, referencing boundaries in the workplace. We're talking about boundaries in the workplace, boundaries in friendship, boundaries with family, and boundaries with um, with within um, you know a, a relationship, a, a romantic relationship. So, right, we're going to yeah. touch on a little bit of everything tonight. Yeah, I mean, so I mean. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I mean, so I would like to go over if you're going to kind of switch the topic, but I feel like just overall boundaries are, su are survival. If you don't have boundaries with, you're not going to be able to survive. Um, yeah. For instance, just water. Water is beautiful. We love it. We need it to survive, but you got to have your boundaries with it. Too much water, you'll drown. Go to the beach. You'll see people sitting on the sand. You'll see people getting their feet wet. You'll see people jumping in. Um, with a life jacket, some people jumping in with no life jacket. So everybody has their own boundaries that they set for them in that particular situation. But boundaries overall are critical for survival. Everybody sets boundaries every day. It's just that there's some boundaries that are a little bit more comfortable for people to set and others not to set. Because some people get uncomfortable setting boundaries. No, I think they can set them. They just have yeah. a hard time enforcing the boundaries. Because Correct. everybody has a boundary, but it depends on who you're dealing with or the situation you're in and how you let it go. Definitely. So in my work life, I think I got to the point where I quit my job 
because I, I hadn't set that much of a boundary with my coworkers. Absolutely. They know, don't talk to me all crazy because I'm going to punch you in the mouth and I'm, I'm leaving. But when it came to like my work and my boss, it'll be like, I'm going to give you some extra work. And I'm like, yeah, I got it. I can do it. You know, just that's just how I am. I'm a worker. Right. That's what right. I do. Right. But then I realized a year and a half into it, like, yeah, you're working seven days a week. You know, I'm legit working seven days a week. Correct. I'm not even working in business. I made you $500,000 in one month. Mm. Last year, I made him a million dollars over the whole month. Mm. And at 500000 in one month, just what, February, and he had the nerve to come to me in March and say, I think you could have did more. Who are you wow. talking to? Wow. That was that was the breaking point for me. And I should have been wow. set that boundary. Like, yeah, I know I'm salary. I know, you know, I can do some work. But because of my work ethic, I kept saying, I can do a little bit more. I can do a little bit more. Right. But when I felt like I wasn't appreciated, and then they're like, okay, don't worry about it. We, you know, I apologize. It was already too late because the boundary had been, you had already crossed the line months ago. Right. But because I was, I don't want to say scared, but for whatever reason, you were scared. I didn't enforce that scared. boundary. You were scared yeah, because but, I, you, you set you set the boundary. But just like you absolutely. said, if there's no consequence when you set a boundary, what's absolutely. the point? And you know what's what? the point? People, of are testing, people are testing that boundary every single day. Yep. As soon as they meet you, they're testing yep. that boundary. They're seeing how you they talk. And if you're not world. talking, your body language. So when you step into a job, of course your boss is seeing how much they could get out of you. And if you're yep. the workhorse yeah, that's true. and you like to step up and do this, they're like, okay, you do that great, yep. do this, and that, especially and that. When especially when I start hitting you with that, that money talks. Oh, you want me to do extra? I need more money. And whenever I ask for more money, mm -hmm. I got more money. So it made it easier to keep, Okay, well, I can do a little bit more. Okay, I can go right. home and still work from home and do a little bit more. Right. And then when I started noticing my own business was lacking, I'm like, wait, mm. I just signed a sixty thousand dollar contract with a whole nother attorney to do side work for him, and I haven't done a thing for him because I'm making somebody else some money. Right. For what? Because, because we've 4, been programmed. Yeah, we've been programmed to work for people. So definitely, I had to get off that train three years ago and actually go all the way in. And, you know, it took me a setback, but I was frustrated just like you, working for people that you're probably a little bit smarter than, working for people in this, in this and I was in education. So being a heterosexual male in education, <laughs> boundaries, I had to set boundaries. And sometimes those boundaries got crossed because I was in the middle of a lot of things going on. So overall, I feel like if you set the boundary, you better have your consequence because people are testing you the second that they meet you. So you got to kind of yep. nip it in the bud. So Elliot, uh, you know we ain't gonna let you be quiet up there. I know, I know, you you experiences that as a, um in the workplace as well, most likely of, of dealing with this type of situation of having that like, yo, don't cross that line. I, um, in my experience working, I've never really had no you know workplace dust ups or altercation. Because I'm really, like, how you just said, Ellie, you're going to let you be quiet? I'm just a quiet guy. I, I mind my business. I don't, I feel like at jobs, if I did have a boundary, it would be just not to come to me with gossip and stuff like that. Like, people like to talk about their coworkers and talk about their supervisors, and they want you to chide in, and then all of a sudden, you're saying something that later on could be you could be implicated for. Mm -hmm. And you're not even knowing Thanks. it. You thought that this person was cool, and y'all were friends. 
And then your Apple falling out, now all of a sudden, oh, Elliot said this too. Right. <laughs> right. Now you got a pink slip at your door, you know? So I just try to, I just try to keep it within the realm of what I'm there to do. Like I'm in education as well. Okay. Um, I teach English, uh, okay. freshman. Okay. Uh, in North Central High School. Okay. Uh, so you, been, so you, so you understood what I was talking about just a while yeah, ago. Yeah, absolutely. And so let me ask you a question. Your quiet demeanor, does that kind of um, make people sometimes push boundaries with you because you have a quiet demeanor? I haven't, I mean, every now and again, but it, mm. uh, to me, to me, I think people are going to go as far as they see things can affect you. Correct. You know, when people, Correct. you know, say little things or whatever, mm -hmm. I come there because I'm trying to feed my family. I'm trying to keep my house afloat. And I'm chasing the goals that I that I'm setting forth for myself. Correct. You know, unless Correct. somebody's being violent or like blatantly disrespectful. Mm -hmm. I know, definitely agree with okay. that. Okay. Like people if know, you ever get to that level, people okay. know who to scare. It hasn't. So I right. guess so far I'm fortunate. Right. People know who to scare. I think you got that face that don't nobody want to show you. Your face. Even what you just <laughs> sitting there, I'm like, yeah, I don't got nothing. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know, you look at somebody and you kind of know who you can do certain things to. Definitely. Just based Sex. on appearance. Definitely. You Definitely. Know, so, uh, you know, and I'm not saying like I'm the toughest, you know, like, you like a sports nigga, right. Ronnie Coleman or nothing. Right. I'm just, I'm just very, you know. I mean, we all from the city, though. Everybody's five bucks. You know, Everybody's like, five bottles here let in me, the workplace. No, no. Nobody, let me ask no? you guys. Okay. No. Okay, Bella. Let me uh, ask you guys, right? Um, I, I just, I just want to respond to that real quick, Quentin. Uh, so I'm from New York. Your Milton is from New York. Joel is from New York originally, but then everyone else is from Jersey. Who's Joel? King. 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 Okay. Okay. Sorry, so, Joel. Yeah. I'm let sorry. Me, let me put let my me government out there. Right, right, because, right. Because say us, say us like ten minutes later. <laughs> one of the things that I I noticed from when you guys were speaking about, and it may reflect on my job, is I had a coworker about two years, about three years ago. He was in the company a long time, and I said to him, he was you know hard worker, and I just always see him, and he lived like two hundred miles from me, but we always seemed to always work together. Um, and I said to him, he came to see me one day on my site and we were talking and I said to him, I said, yo, man, how do you make it here, bro? And he gave me some advice and, you know, he was like, you know, Quentin, you know, all I do is do my job. He said, just do your job. You know, one of the things I think when, when we talk about boundaries in the workplace is when you work hard and you got a hard work ethic, like Milton and Shanita said that people sometimes see this. And they seem to take advantage of your work ethic by giving you too much, not too much that you can't handle, but giving you more than what you signed up for. Right. And that's kind of hard because now you're fighting against your work ethic and you're not getting no more extra money. Then you come to the realization, like all of us did in the last couple of years dealing with the pandemic, like, hold up, my job ain't guaranteed. You might have lost your job. You might have been out of work. Anything. Anything. So the realization of at any given moment, you're going to literally be replaced. And now you are getting piled on all this work. Like, hold up. As Fat Joe said, yesterday's price is not today's <laughs> price. <laughs> so you got to kind of like reestablish boundaries all over again with people. Um, I know for me, one of the things that I do is I'm on call at a certain time. 
And then a certain time, it's me time. Right. And I'm not going to cross that for nobody. For example, today's show. Uh, it wanted me to work. Nah. No, I'm not doing it. And the reason why is because sometimes you have to be literally let them know, like, yo, everything ain't about money. Right. Because, you know, in the workplace, sometimes they think that everything is about money. Everything is about, like, you know, you trying to move up in the corporate ladder. Yeah, I want to move up, but I don't want to hurt myself in the process of moving up or um, compromise my integrity and my values. Right. I know you, put, that, um, you put boundaries on your morals. Yeah, I know that King, me, me and you conversate a lot because when you're at work and actually most of the time when you're in the workplace, we do a show right. together. So explain to everyone else what we talk about when you when you tell me about the boundaries that you have to set with your job. Basically, I mean, we changed um, owners and everything, but I've always been with the same go-to. Like, you know, we have different departments here. I work as a med tech. So, and also I'm a CNA on the floor. So the different departments, I always tell people like, yo, stay in your lane. You know what I mean? And I hit them with parables all the time. What well, a lot of them know me from the, the streets a little bit too, but at the same time, <laughs> I walk in and just do my job. You know what I'm saying? That's what they be like. Oh, we know you're meditate. Listen, chill, stay in your lane. Don't worry about what the next man doing. You know what I'm saying? So it's more like put some respect on that. If I ain't worried about your business, don't worry about mine. And then the way I set up boundaries, I'm very boisterous about everything. You know what I'm saying? So we don't have no problems. Don't be in my business. No and when I, if I, I'm selective who I chop it up with. So if I let you know that already and I ain't get nasty about it, I'm just telling you, chill. So they already know, like, you know, you can't ask them too much about this personal. You motherfucking right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, stay in your... And this is how I say it to them. Stay in your lane. We not on the expressway because even if we was, you ain't supposed to be on that left side. You got to <laughs> stay to the right. So I'm right. Stay where you at. You know what I mean? But now as far as management go, same thing I told them. Not too many people talk to their administrator and <laughs> supervisor, but tell them the same thing. Yo, I don't be with the bullshit. I ain't trying to hear all this, that, and the other. I just want to come to work, do my job, and bounce. You know, all that rumors and gossip and all that, I ain't got time for that. A majority a majority here is women. So right. some of the dudes here, even if I go out back to get some air and meditate, they be like, oh, so would you, what's going on in your department? I'm like, nothing, I'm just chilling. And I heard one dude say something slick one time, like, damn, you can't even get a conversation out of somebody. You know how bad I want to just say, yo, what the, we got a problem or something? You want to step in the parking lot? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Dude, don't be don't be disrespectful when I, you know what I'm saying? I respect everybody. But sometimes people want to get a reaction out of you. You know what I'm saying? So when you have either spiritual growth or just growth personally as a man, people don't understand that. So they want to test the waters. You know what I'm saying? My thing is you're going to test the water and wind up getting caught in a riptide. You know what I mean? So so you know, it's all about staying in your lane. No so I'm um, King. I would like to. I would like to say so because I'm from the boroughs as well. From the okay. Bronx as well. Yeah, I'm up. from Harlem originally. You know I mean? Okay, born in Harlem. I was born in Harlem, raised in the Bronx. So overall, we definitely have a time and place where we have to. We always have to set boundaries, but there's always yes. a fashion that we have to set boundaries in also. Right. Because what's going to work at the bodega ain't going to work when you're trying to get your when you're trying to get your bag. Facts. Right, you're trying to get your money up in certain situations. So how do we differentiate between that? How do we well how do, how do you balance that? 
when I said I speak to the administrators and the supervisor, this is how they come at Mosan when things are going on, shifty business, all crazy shit. They be like, oh, uh, Joel, you know, like you always say, you can feel the energy here or the vibes. And when I, you know, saying there's a different frequency around me and stuff like that, they speak my language. And when I, they know what I'm about. They know I'm very spiritual about things. So that's the term she be using. All right. How are the vibes in here today? I said, I really don't know. But I'll be knowing, but I just ain't going to. You got to be selective <laughs> what you say. You got to. You got to. I'm, I'm me, saying. Let, let me ask you guys a, a question, though. I don't I don't really know far as um, Elliot, Milton, and Shanita, um, far as what I'm about to say. I know I just speaks for myself and Melodic and King. We're doing what we do um, outside of work and our personal lives is with brands. How do you set a boundary in in the social media spectrum. <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of feel like in the social media spectrum, so that, that's definitely difficult. Um, people will inbox you and say some crazy stuff. Man. You know, oh, I like, yeah, especially the guys. Like, the guys say some stuff, but the went somewhere. What kind of stuff? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, Oh, they be, they be shooting send, they people will send unsolicited <laughs> pictures and everything. Just it's random, not just, it's random not just men. It's not just men. It's not just men. And I'm just like, I'm just like, that's crazy. Like, what is wrong with this person or whatever? <laughs> like, you know, I, I mean, they'll, they'll say certain things like inappropriate, have, you know, try to have inappropriate conversations or whatever. And I'm like, what? Block. Restricted. <laughs> No, no, thank you. I'm good. You know, um, oh, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no go, go ahead. ahead. So it's with me. If any of you are ever on, you see me on social media, I say what I want to say. If I find it funny, I'm going to post it. Right. I can talk about anything and everything, but it doesn't mean that's what I'm into. So the thing that I'm finding is that a lot of people don't understand that. So if I post something, that's sexual in nature. I ain't saying I'm busting it open, come get it. I'm just posting whatever I find that's funny. And next thing you know, I got somebody's husband in my inbox and I'm like, yo, chill. Cause I'm gonna put the whole, I'm gonna send it to your wife and I'm gonna post it on, on social media. The thing is, you, but you gotta, what I post and what I show you, that's that's not always me. Like you, people will be surprised at who I really am. I'm gonna say what I want to say, and I can talk about all types of things. That don't mean I want your meat to meet my box. Like, mm -hmm. but so, I feel like social media, you have complete control because you, you absolutely your, you have you have to control your friend list. Able, I should right. absolutely still be able to be who I am. That doesn't right. mean it's an invitation for you to come see me. And right. then once you once you know, a lot of the times people don't understand that because. What worked for somebody else? They was like, "Oh shoot, sending somebody a um, a meat picture, a pic that you took of your meat. You did it to somebody else, and they liked it. So you're gonna keep trying it. You try it with me. I'm gonna tell you no, and then you know to stop. Now there's some people who don't get it, so I gotta show you. I gotta embarrass you because you don't understand that. But I do get it. Some people you have to put up the boundaries, but you also gotta enforce them. I have no problem enforcing my boundaries." And and I and that part of my life I do not. My social media, you only people think they know me from what I post, and you have no idea who I really am. It's only a few people who really truly know me. 
But in my personal life, I have the hardest time in my personal life with friendships and with in relationships is where I struggle the most. At work, it's a little gray, but not with my coworkers because like as a woman at work, I work, I work in the law field, like, you know, I'm a paralegal. So a lot of the times I have to be friendly. I have to, you, you have to kind of chop it up because I need people to work with me. And when I, you share a little bit, I'm friendly. I'll laugh and I'll talk to anybody. And I think that's how in the beginning people kind of get it confused. But as soon as you say something across the line as my coworker, I, 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 that's not none of your business. And we leave that alone. But when it comes to my friends, I do have a little bit of a problem and I'm working on that part for me personally with setting that boundary with my friends because a lot of the times they want me to do things and I don't want to. Instead of saying no, then I go ahead and do it anyway or they need something from me and I'll go ahead and give it. And then later on, like a month down the line, now I'm mad. I'm like, why even do that? Like, because you did it, dummy. You know you ain't want to. They knew you didn't want to, but because you didn't say no, you where you at? They say but I have I had that hard time with friends. And even in the beginning parts of relationships, I had boundaries in the very beginning. And even in my relationships, I wait until I am so upset that I could, somebody about to get (laughs) for me to be 46 years old and I'll still fight you. And I wait till I get to that point to be like, yo, I'm dead to you. And I block you, delete you and move on with my life. It shouldn't be that way, but that's because I lack boundaries in my personal relationships with people. And that's a, that's a me thing that I know I get. So I can't be mad at other people because I told you don't do this and then you did it. And then I made an excuse of why you did it. Well, they were raised different. They don't know better. And then I'm to keep going. And next thing you know, I feel like that, like with cartoons, you remember Bugs Bunny, he'll draw the line, like don't cross this line. And next thing you know, you're like, well, I'm not crossing it. And then next thing you know, I'm about to jump off a cliff because I'm across the, damn, ain't no more land. What's just, what sand you drawing this in now? Because at this point, you just, just shut up. Don't nobody even respect you and your boundaries when it comes to that part. So I think my friends who really know me, be seeing me on social media like, she a big old crybaby. I don't even know why she, you know, and that's really how it be. But it's it's a thing that you have to understand you have to do when it comes to friends, because your your personal relationships will be the ones that will hurt you the most when you don't set boundaries. Work is work. I will leave a job in a heartbeat and not blink an eye like peace. I don't I'm, I live in Georgia. This is a at Wilson. I'm I've left the job on my lunch break. When I quit this job I was at, I was like, it's nice outside. I'm going to lunch. They said, we'll see you in a few. I said, uh-huh. I ain't never come back. <laughs> never came back. But, <laughs> but, but, okay, so, I, so I'm going to say this. Um, my thing is, I feel like, personally, I, I would not let someone make me give up my good job because, you know, I, I felt that there was no boundary or, you know, I, you know, no, I'm not doing that. It's not necessarily I gave up money at a certain, so what a lot of people don't know is last year I had a stroke at my job because of the stress from my job. At a, I'm at a place in my life where the only stress I had is my job. So to leave, I already had myself in a position where I got three months of being able to pay my whole household bills for three months to be able to leave. At that point, it was a matter of peace of mind over money. So it's not because I, I have a different philosophy when it comes to a lot of things. I never chase money because I'm a money magnet. 
I say that every day. Hey. Money comes to me. I attract hey. money. I see. Like, yeah. I truly believe in that. So leaving a job, I left that job two weeks ago. I had seven interviews last week. Well, good for you. That's, 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 that's amazing. That's amazing. Because exactly. So it's, I don't sweat money. I don't chase money. It's yeah, always that, um, the yes or no, the yes or no um, decisions that we make in life shape our life. Every Absolutely. decision that you make in yes or no shapes your future. So Absolutely. Overall, you have to really center everything around your self-care, like you said. Because right. self-care is really the whole essence of boundaries. Absolutely. Because you're no good to your job. You're no good to anybody. Like when you get on the plane, they tell you to put your mask on, even if you've got an infant sitting next to you. First, on something goes down. Because how are you going to help them if you're not good? So right. self-care should be the sense of all boundaries. You know, that's, that's really, really important. One of the, one of the things that um, I'm going to speak on a personal note with, with, with boundaries, right, is that you can't assume it's a boundary there unless it's established. Right. Um, I, I went through something in the last six months where I assumed that it was a boundary there, that something that was totally harmless. Mm-hmm. That it was, it was a like I said, it was an established boundary, and it almost came back to bite me, um, <laughs> to the to the point where I went from different stages with not painting no mind, humorous, angry, and then more proactive, like get the energy away from me, and I think that um, going forward, you have to establish boundaries. Um, paramount in your personal life, like Shanita said, because I have that issue too, is that you could think that you're giving someone so much of yourself and they have that boundary up or because you didn't put your boundary up, now it's like, oh, oh, I went somewhere where I shouldn't have went or down a road I shouldn't have went and I crossed a boundary that they had up. Now it becomes, you know, as they say, friends become foes mm -hmm. very quickly right. because True a boundary facts. gets crossed right. in, in the translation where, where it should have been established. This is what we're doing and this is what we're going to stick to. Mm -hmm. We ain't right. going to no, go nowhere else. And I think that um, like my parents, my mother told me a long time ago, she said, she said, you got enough family. You don't really need a lot of friends. Now, now you know, I made friends along the way, but I understand the concept of what she was saying is because a lot of times when you are a person that value friendships, some people don't value friendships the way that you do. And they'll look at you as disposable or a friend for the moment. Correct. So right. having that boundary, okay, we friends, we see eye to eye on this specific goal, we're going to stick to that. We ain't mm -hmm. going to talk about baseball if we only talk about football because yeah. you go there and we start talking about... No, it, it, it really has to be that simple. Right. Because, like I said, what happens is, is that if somebody crosses the line, it could be catastrophic to y'all friendship and the next thing you know, y'all aren't friends no more. So I think people like boundaries, though. At the end of the day, right, if they really love you and they're your friend, they're gonna respect your boundaries. But even going back to like kids in the classroom where you have to kind of get in line straight, you have to raise your hand if you're gonna talk, right? You can't disrespect, there's boundaries that all the other kids in the class, all other students in the class are looking forward to you enforcing because they don't want that chaos. They wanna be safe. 
when I went into a classroom, the first day of the class was the, the most important day for me. Because you know why there's the class clowns. I was a class clown, right? So you know they're going to try to test you, right? I taught in the Bronx, Harlem, Brooklyn, right? Some people was mandated to come to my classes. So you know the type of attitudes I was getting. So overall, you have to wait for that to just get in, present itself and you shut it down. That's what the whole first day is about. It's not even about teaching. It's about us getting to know each other. You know what I mean? Because people are going to test it and see what's going on. And everybody in the class wants to feel safe. And everybody in the class wants you to shut down a person that's going to stop them, stop you from doing what you have to do and stop the structure. So people actually like boundaries, I feel. I feel yeah. like people. Okay. I feel like some people like boundaries. I feel yeah. like there are people out there who get upset when you do set a boundary because yeah, then right. they, they won't benefit from you know you not setting the boundary. Right. That's um, why I said if they love you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I, I've run into situations, so let's let's change the you know, change the direction a little bit. Um, what I've had to learn as an adult is that like with family or people that I love and people that I care about, I had to establish the boundaries and, and enforce the boundaries because if, you know, um, I cared about these people, sometimes I'll go above and beyond and, you know, and, you know, I'll, now I say no all the time. I love it. You know, like a two-year-old, like a two-year-old. Like two no, yeah. one, one thing that one thing no. that melodic, one thing that melodic um talked about, and why it's the perfect segue into this type of boundary that we're going to talk about um is that boundary with your significant other, mm. and that's always, a, in my opinion, that's always a very difficult thing because you could be one way. All your life, <laughs> and your mate or the person that you love could have never been that way. And a lot of times, this creates a lot of problems. Um, you know, me, Shanita, Shanita was my ear when I was telling her some personal stuff, that, and you know, and she can identify because basically we grew up together. But because we grew up together, and that mold of our personalities is a lot alike, when you encounter other people that did not grow up like that. Like I have a boundary of trust that's like a blanket trust. You can't, you can't, you can't give that blanket trust to everybody. No, no everybody doesn't deserve it. Everybody like, does not. Like for example, I you know and, and you know we mess with social media and we always see like crazy posts. I always bug out when people talk about well my man or my girlfriend they always have the phone turned down. <laughs> Me, me, being from the background that I got, I do that, and I don't do it because I want to do it. I just do it unconsciously because I don't want to see who's call, who may call me if my ring is off because I don't want to answer the phone. So I just do it naturally. But then you could be in, I could be in a situation where somebody that doesn't really have that trust level and think oh, he, he must got somebody calling him. Like, what's going on? Yo? So, bringing it back to bringing it back to our topic is that when you get to know somebody, you gotta establish those type of boundaries. You may have insecurities about your your bank. Y'all already know about the banking issue. That's a very tricky issue. And in marriages and and, and serious relationship, finances, hiding money, right. could be a deal breaker. Right. So right. you know. 
I don't but know if y'all experienced that stuff. You know, that comes from communication, though. You have to. Some people assume boundaries are like common sense, and I hate when people say common sense because what I grew up with is common for me, but it may not be common for you. So sometimes I'm, I'm on social media and I'll be wilding. They be like, hey, "You not embarrassed to say that?" I'm like, "Yo, why? It's just words. It's just <laughs> I'm just talking like this. What are you talking about?" So sometimes. <laughs> When I'm talking to Quentin, I'm like, and he just, his mouth will be wide open. And he's just like, yo, I'm like, hello? Did we lose signal? Are you in the booties again? He's like, I can't believe you just said that. No, and then Quentin, like, Quentin does because- that all the time. Quentin does that all the time. You're like, hello, can I have some feedback here? <laughs> but it's like, to me, that's normal everyday thing. So I think when you don't express your boundaries, you don't say this is over the line for me because in, in other areas, like in a, like as, as far as sex, there there aren't too many boundaries for me as far as sex, but it is could be for somebody else, but that's a conversation that right. you have with your partner. Right. And I, people are really open to tell their partner about their sexual boundaries, but they're afraid to tell them about their emotional boundaries mm. because you don't want to be looked at like yeah. you're weak or you're insecure or you're whatever. Right. So you get mad at your other person like oh they crossed the line well did you tell them what the line was because right. for some people i crossed the line 20 years ago and right. ain't never been back and then other people <laughs> like she know when, you know how you communicate what matters to you and how comfortable you are with hurting other people feelings. right and it's well, an acceptance hurting people's feelings that i care about i'm not i will oh. hurt my own feelings before i hurt yours and that's why i end up in a lot of situations that I've been in because I care more about your feelings than I do with my own. So the thing is you have to establish safety within any relationship, whether it's it's a personal relationship, a romantic relationship or what have you. Safety, honesty, support, cooperation, trust, Mm -hmm. accountability to other Mm -hmm. person and you, you have to be accountable for your actions. So if you don't have, and to me that all ties back to respect. Right, and some people don't set boundaries because they were forced. Their boundaries were forced on them as a kid. Like I think sometimes, even with kids, you gotta have to you you give a kid a room, right? Because you want them to be able to know what their space is. That and and being able to speak up, especially in our black community, we're very quick to discipline our kids. Very quick, especially with their mouth. Don't talk back to me. Don't do this. And you're training that kid to be submissive. You're training that kid. You see other races in the supermarket, right? And they're talking back to their moms and da 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 and blah, 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 blah. And they're throwing a tantrum. However, little Johnny knows how to control himself when he gets old enough. But he also knows how to speak his mind. He also knows how to say what he needs to say at a certain time. So therefore, he's already created his boundaries. You're not going to just tell me whatever. And I'm going to let you know when I don't like certain things. That's a boss. That's a boss. And then compared to the other kid that's getting shut down every time they speak up, a lot of times they're not even saying what's wrong with them. And another thing that Shinda said in terms of like, sometimes people have personal issues of abandonment. So they'll take a lot more than they should be taking, right? Because they don't want you to leave, right? So they, 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 they're, they're, they're accepting a lot. You could say whatever. They know it's wrong. It feels wrong but they probably have some other emotional issue. It could be abandonment, it could be anything, but that is kind of holding them and making them, um, making their boundaries penetra- um, 
being, being able to be penetrated, you know what I mean? Because they want that person to hold on. So I feel like those type of issues need to be identified even in relationships. You could be with a person that's bipolar. How you going, how you going to um, set boundaries with a bipolar person? You know what I mean? And a lot of people are bipolar and don't know it. They're living yep. bipolar, yep. right? Just like an attitude. I got an attitude problem. I was right. like that yesterday. I'm like this today. That was this morning. No, no, oh, no. Wow. The main thing is you, you got <laughs> to be all right with the idea that you may be alone. Right. I don't think people truly want to be alone. Mm. And then mm. not wanting to be alone, you open yourself up to having to accept so true. whatever for that reason. But sometimes so I, mean, I always felt like you can't expect for somebody to want to be with you forever, like in a marriage sense. Mm. But you not want to take two to three years to be with yourself alone. How could you expect that person to want to be with you forever? You can't be with you forever. You can't even be with yourself. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And that's well, I, I think that has that people to a lot of BS. Correct. I think that, that I, has, agree I agree with, that. with you, Elliot. I think that has a lot to do with being able to be, you know, by yourself and enjoy your own company. Most people don't yeah, even know who they are. Too, right. You're going to be hated. Mm -hmm. You right. got to expect that. When you're hated, people start falling off of you. Right. Hate you me. Know, you know, people Hate start, me. you know, and then right. you may find it to be a real lonely thing with friends right. in your workplace and in your relationship. But they also see your results, Elliot. After a while, they start to see your results of you setting your boundaries. Right. And they'd be like, you know what? I didn't understand what you were saying. I was kind of hating on you. But you know what? Now I see that you're kind of into yourself. You're doing your own thing. I see you popping. Right. You're doing this. You're doing this. Then because when you go into yourself, like you were saying, you really create yourself. So there's a million things coming at you, especially if you're doing your thing. There's a million people coming at you, a million situations coming at you. So the main the, thing is, whatever it is, never cower and never waver. Right. And when you say, all right, this is who I am and this is, you know, be consistent. Even if it means Definitely. being alone, you got to stand on that. Absolutely. Because and I do it standing all on that time. a million times, and the people see it a million times. Now it's like I, I learned. I learned. I, I used to be highly, highly emotional about things. You got to become unemotional. Correct. Not unemotional to the point where you're callous, right. but unemotional to the point where all right, it doesn't every affect time your boundaries. I'm gonna show you this exact thing the same time. Popping. Exactly. Right. Almost like you know an assembly line. Exactly. In terms of response and how you're putting right. out to people. Right. You and you know what? Everybody. You know, like, you, and you got to have the conversations too. Yeah. You know, everybody. Like, and every. And you know, it's, like, it's like Q said. Mm -hmm. People don't know what they don't know in regards to boundaries. They exactly. Exactly. Like, to, to get to that, you know, you got to say, okay, you got to let people in a little bit enough to know, okay, this is what I like, I, do, I don't like, I feel right. this, I don't feel that. Right. And then after that, you know, if, if you've decided to be like, okay, I trust this person enough to give them this little insight into how I think and you what I in. need, and they violate that, then that was a decision on their I part. Think, I think that, that um, should be met by equal, you know, decision on your part. Right. You well, can't choose your consequences. If you violate, you can't choose your consequences. And that's it. If you choose well, that decision... I feel like once you establish your boundaries, so so my thing is I feel like you should always establish your boundaries. And once you establish your boundaries, if someone breaks that boundary or crosses that line, then it should absolutely be addressed. Prime example, okay, Quentin. Um, um, <laughs> so uh, when Quentin, Quentin and I were introduced by, um, uh, at that point, a mutual friend, right? Um, I, he, he spoke about a situation and... Um, Quentin and I had a very long conversation about boundaries. How long and was I, it? 
Oh, it was was pretty long. It was pretty long. (laughs) We had a conversation about boundaries. And I said, just because you feel like you're this way, that does not mean that that's the way the person is taking in what you're saying, what you're saying, what you're doing. Not to mention the fact that sometimes people don't get the attention that they want or they 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 desire they mm-hmm. enjoy and mm-hmm. when you start being nice to them some some maybe your mother just raised you to be nice and somebody right. may misconstrue that and think that it's something completely different like oh my god oh my goodness you know like he's into me or whatever but i did say to quentin and he actually um put up a post about this so one boundary that i established and in our friendship was that so Quentin used to send all these little emojis and whatnot, these heart emojis. I was like, hey, hey, hey. That's not cool. I'm not comfortable with that. Don't do that. And he was like, okay, no problem. I respect that. You know what I mean? I respect that. Thank you for letting me know. And I won't do that anymore. So if you don't set those boundaries with people, they don't know that you feel a certain type of way. And you know I think that, I mean? and I think that also everybody has their own specific test with their boundaries. So what's going to test Elliot and Q is not going to necessarily test me because it goes by your personality and what you run up with. So I think that like even my situation, so I'm a single man dating um, long-term. What's that? This single dating long-term. I got to say all three together. (laughs) So listen, let me tell you something in that, in that space, in that space, I have to make some very, very tough decisions. I'm, I'm sometimes I'm home lonely and not answering the phone when it's ringing and I'm lonely because I have to set the boundary of what's acceptable and what's not based on the person that's calling me. And it could be my exact test that I need. It's the one that, you know, you really want to, you know what I'm saying? But you're like, you know what, if I cross that boundary, I'm setting myself up, you know, and then you cross that boundary enough times in your life, you realize the pattern and you shut it down. So, and I think that, like I was saying to Q before, people respect that. I never had people, they may get upset, you know, and it's all about who you surround yourself with. But like King said, but overall, they, they respect that. You know, a female is going to respect that you have boundaries. She's going to respect, like, you know what? If he's setting this on me and I look like this, that means, you know, he probably, you know, has that discipline. I'm a Knicks fan. I tell girls, listen, I'm a Knicks fan. That's the most loyal you could get. Yeah, but Milch, you, you know what, though? Okay. I think when you have the expectations of feeling like you know somebody, that's a no-no because that's one thing I learned from last year's right. business. Right. Sometimes you just don't know a person. Mm, when learning. you think you know them, or not, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So 2022, mm. I started just being very selective, but at the same time, I test where a person's head is at. You know what I mean? Correct. Not playing mind games. Correct. But just, I speak my truth. Correct. But not being disrespectful, though. Correct. So there's no expectations and saying, oh, you, I thought you was this. I thought you was that. You mm-hmm. deceived me. I ain't deceived nothing. I already told you that. Correct. Now, if you have misforgets, that ain't on me. Right. You know what I mean? Because I already told you. Right. And as time goes on, this you realize trust- that you get older and... Your, your circle becomes smaller. So yeah, the but there's, there's a trust you thing, though. Into. You got to, there's less effort that you got to put into trust. Because my circles, I knew them since I was eight years old, 13 years old. I trust them with my life. I, leave, I can leave my girl around them. I can leave my daughters around them. All right? That's, yeah. And that's proven. <laughs> and that's proven because we've been through enough stuff that 30, three, four decades is going to show you that. So it gives you a little less 
effort on your mind, like, Dan, can I trust this person then? Can I trust this person? Because you have your circle that's tight. And as you get older, you, your circle becomes smaller and smaller, and it's supposed to. I think, I think one of the things that we do is we, we sometimes we set boundaries unconsciously. For example, right. Milton. Milton. Milton told Melodic, like, yo, give me his number. Give me Q's number. I need to talk to him. Right. And at the time, I was I was kind of busy, and Melodic was like, Milton wants you to call him. He got a number. And I couldn't talk to Milton at the time, but basically, I think that was Milton's way of, he needed to know his vibe. Like, who is this guy, Q? Who's Quentin? Like, I need to talk to him and see where his head is at. And I think that's a subconscious boundary of, okay, okay. I was on the show. But now I need to know him a little bit better. And hear right, because vibe is everything. Because vibe yeah. is everything. So if we're going to yeah. show we vibing and we talking, it's one thing for us to talk and look like this. We don't know each other. You know, so like, you know, let me talk to you because that's what people do. When you go on talk shows, right. they talk to you for like two hours before you actually yeah. get on because they want to create that energy. So that's what it was. I wasn't right. trying to ask you where you got your sweater from. Stop no. asking. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's important, like, like Melodic said, is that my my... And and I was able to as my as my co-host and partner in this thing, I I have been able to share things with Melodic about things that I do, and she was like, "Well, you're the way you're going about it. I get it." Mm-hmm. Like when she mentioned that emoji thing, the emoji thing was totally like, "This is what we do." I my perception was, we show love. You show everybody love. Right. However, she was giving me an, a, a different act. Yeah, you showing love, but someone could perceive it as, is you hitting on me? Thank you, thank you. So, <laughs> Yo, he I know this sometimes, shot. Right. I know sometimes we always say, well, we don't care what people think about us. We have to care. You have to care. Yeah. There you right. go. Right. You right. I mean, it's selfish not to. It's selfish yeah. not to. You know. So I think yeah. that that boundary we do we do set up unconsciously, but we. Some relationships with people, you got to like, yo, you got to like, yo, we got to have a talk. And they can think it's about, you know, chemistry. No, no, no. We have to establish this now going forward because (laughs) there will be times where you may think I'm crossing a boundary or vice versa. And I don't need it to be complications in our friendship. Right. And I think being articulate, being articulate is a very important part. I'm sorry, King. Being articulate is a very important part to being um to set boundaries also because some people are in just uncomfortable in certain situations. So like if your boss is talking to you and you know you always you know you want to keep your job and feed the kids, you're gonna let him step over that boundary, right? Or if there's a girl that you really like and this is the one that you really really like and she you know that's how dudes get used out there because they 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 compromise their boundaries for feelings and emotions and simping one on one right now y'all you know pay attention come on man try to tell y'all how not to say you can mitigate a lot of things with, with language definitely yeah. you know I, that's what i learned man like, definitely i think I know the one oh. just society Sorry, in general is so reactionary definitely as evidenced uh, by what we've seen in the last couple of weeks with you know what i ain't going to mention the you know Right. Everybody's just so, so reactionary. Yeah. So much and, and the majority of people want to be right. Correct. It's yeah. not about understanding. What's... Correct. Not about it's logic. About, you know, not about right. the fact. In the end, I want to prove that my point is bigger was that than that or stronger than your right. point. And that's what really that's why, you know, I the social media thing, I st- because that's it, it's just a bunch of people doing that 24-7 about Correct. whatever right. given subject. But when you 
talk to somebody and it's respectful and it's just a mm-hmm. you don't got to use one curse word. Right. Actually, people may take you more seriously when you don't. When you don't say <clears throat> F this and this. Well, I feel like the people who curse. Yeah, like, people who curse, I feel like they're running out of words. Your face and they're like, yo, listen. Because usually, you know, you, like that, you know, it's like, I don't want to mess with that. Dude. I, I, I don't want to mess with that. I'm looking I know in the eyes, like, I'm going to chill. You know, like, so some, of our great, some of our greatest thinkers, they weren't big talkers. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Was that cute? I ain't hear you. I said some of our greatest thinkers, they were never big talkers. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Very curt. Yeah. And very to the point. Correct. You know, like. Right. Well, and just in regards to establishing boundaries. I also, so if you establish a boundary with someone and someone crosses that boundary or something that they're doing is hurting you, once you let that person know what it is and they continue to do that, that then turns into abuse. They're abusing that situation. That's another show, another topic mm-hmm. for the future, mm-hmm. but Call it's me for the that. So what about, you know, what, 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 I what about the I feel like um, if you let someone in, I mean, to be selective, let them in a little bit, and they feel that they can trust you. I feel like that can open the door to enter into that boundary lane, like past that a little bit. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to open up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because right. there has to be trust. Yeah, you, know you gotta saying? be vulnerable to love. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if, if somebody can't trust you, my thing is, if I can't trust you, I don't mess with you. Right, I don't want to be around you. If yeah, I can't and I don't, trust is bigger than think, love. The thing about that is that for me, like when I was going through some stuff, right, I will I will call Melodic and be like, "Yo, you busy?" So you got you got to you got to you got to make the table first before you start just throwing stuff there. Right. You busy? I needed to get get her her ear together, and then I would dump. I'm gonna start charging. Look, and then saying, I would you dump. Cash up, no? and, and you know, <laughs> she, 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 she gets she gets on me about being silent. But all actuality, that's that is the boundary that she set because when I would dump, she was always silent. Never, never gave an opinion. And then I'd be like, "Well, what you think?" And really, the whole part of the advice would always be, "You need to look at how it's being perceived." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it allows me to be comfortable because she set a boundary that okay, she's just not gonna go with. What I'm telling her, she's gonna look at it from another angle, and I think that a lot of times we're, we're being comfortable with your your friends, your circle, because because we establish our own circle. Some people be like, "Oh, I got a circle." For-. No, you establishes that circle because your circle is who you feel comfortable with. You feel right. comfortable talking about sports to certain mm-hmm. people that you may not want to even talk about in re- about relationships. With. Right. So, so, go ahead, Mel. How do we um? How do we? make that balance of you have a good friend, but everybody has that friend and you're the person that gives good advice. Could be mellow, could be me, could be whoever. And then people call you now, right? With their problems and they want to dump. They want to dump their, and I wouldn't say, and I wouldn't say, you know what? I'm not going to say dump because I don't feel like that's their intention, right? Right. But they're calling you because you're the person to talk to. You're a good sponge. You give good advice, right? You're a good person to bounce it off. How do you, and then I, they hang up the phone and they feel nice and relieved, like they just took an internal shower, mm-hmm. right? And you feeling like a ton of bricks. Right. So how do you balance that in terms of like, this is my people's, male, female, oh. whoever it is. You know what I mean? Because so, I think boundaries are harder when you have people that you really love. 
So you know, I feel so- like you established that boundary, Milton. Mm-hmm. And I feel like my thing is like, okay, prime example, somebody called me today mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, you know, I, um, you know, um, I just need to ask you something or whatever. And I was like, well, first of all, I'm going to say this. I feel like you kind of should have asked me if I had space to take on what you wanted me to take on. That's one. Because I was going through my own thing today. And you actually called me earlier today. And you were like, are you good? And I was right. like, um, yeah, I'm good. What's up? But you could tell that I wasn't. You know right. what I mean? You lied. And I- <laughs> go ahead and skip past it go ahead <laughs> I, I pushed my own thing aside to say right. okay I don't want to be in that space right here right now right. so hey how you doing what's right. up the conversation was 15 seconds though because I knew you was you know what I'm I know that was, like, that you was know, a right. funny thing you right. got off the phone real quick I was, like, I was dying but that comes with the friendship if these people right. are truly your friends, that's a conversation that they should know. Like me and my best it. friend, yeah. like I call her, she's my, I tell her she's my therapist, like you, but we have a thing when I call her or when she calls me the first, if it's not a conversation about girl, let me just tell you about this funny thing that just happened. Or I just bought these shoes or whatever. The first thing I say when I call her is, do you have the mental capacity to handle what, to, to talk about what I want to talk about? Mm-hmm. And when she says not right now, I say, okay, all right, cool. You want to call me back later? You want to talk about something else? What's going on with you? But that's that Most people don't do that. Reciprocity. Most people don't do that. If y'all can't, if you can't you do know. that with your friends, those aren't your close friends. So those true. are your associates. Definitely. The people you I am close with, they know I have my own mental health things that I'm dealing with. They have mm-hmm. theirs too. So we know we can't handle because I, I truly. If my friend calls me and she's crying, I don't care what I got going on. I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to listen to her. And when we get off the phone, she's feeling good. Just like you said, now I got to sit down. I got to I gotta meditate. I got to take a shower. Like, please take right. this negative energy off of me. Please take, I'm cutting all types of cords and all this other stuff. But, you know, I, I had to do that for my own sake because Definitely. they get off the phone and they're feeling good. And for four days, I'm sitting here like, I wonder they okay. Right. So I I had to do that. And friends who are truly your friends will understand Definitely. Definitely. that they want you to be in that spot. Mm, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to... Sorry. You know, um, I never mind listening to anyone who makes space to listen to me. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times you got a friend and they always call and they lead with themselves. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so... I always wanted to be where I never mind listening. You know what I'm saying? And then another thing is too, whatever the problems is that you're bringing to me or the issues that you have, I want you to be actively working on those issues yourself so that we don't have to have the conversation. Because after, after one or two, three times of you saying, right. oh yeah, my, you know, this or that, or, or so-and-so did this to me, I'm just going to ask you, what, what have you done to uh, to change it? Right. And then mm-hmm. I'm gonna put the pressure back on you to do the work so that we can have different kind of conversations Definitely. that are more positive in nature. You know, Definitely. like Thanks. a lot of people just want to talk about the same things over and over mm-hmm. and never do the work of changing. It, right. You know, so if I'm your friend, I gotta be that motivational force to galvanize you, you know, to, to get so, to where to you need to be in a position where we can talk about how right. you overcame that. 
You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Well, I feel like you shouldn't be selfish also. I mean, I feel like yeah. you should also realize that other people have things going on in their lives as well. Um, for example, one of my best friends who, um, you know, basically, like you said, she needed, she's like my, she's like the little angel on my shoulder. I, I got a little devil of my own over here. <laughs> she's like the angel on my shoulder. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, you know, she, she was going, she's been going through something for quite some time or whatever. And sometimes I have to stop myself and say, you know what? hold on, I'm not going to call her and I'm not going to put this on her because that's not fair to her. So let me take a minute. Let me, first of all, let me turn my phone on silent because I don't need to be talking to nobody right now. Because first of all, nobody don't need to know my business. That's first and foremost. I need to think about what's going on and how am I going, you know, how am I going to tackle this issue or what have you or whatever? And I won't, you know, and let's say a couple of weeks will pass by and she's like, oh, so what's going on with such and such and such? And I'll be like, oh, you know, well, this happened. And she's like, well, you didn't tell me or whatever. And I'm like, right, because I didn't feel like you had the space to take on what, you know, basically what I had to tell you. I mean, I knew I would eventually tell you and you would know about it. But look, now I'm over here. Like, I'm good. Right. Now, on the other side of that. And the whole, and the whole opposite end of that is that sometimes in setting boundaries, you got to take losses. You gotta take a loss sometimes. One you gotta shock it up ways. like, yo, listen, based on this boundary that this person keeps on overposing, I'm just gonna take the loss. And it's worth it for your self-care. One of the ways that a lot of us, um, whether we realize it or not, has set a boundary is those of us that have moved away from where we grew up at. Mm -hmm. That you could know what's going on, but you don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Right. As we as we say, as the guys say, yo, I keep my ear to the street. Yeah, you keep right. your ear to the street, but you don't have that, um, you don't allow yourself to have that emotional baggage. Yep. And then like if you, you return to where you grew up or you, you go through or you see people that you grew up with, and then you they tell you what's going on, and you be like, No, I, I, I don't I don't want to so hear what's going removed on. Of it. Like, <laughs> no, no. I don't I don't want to hear what's going on. How's your you know, mother? How's your you father? Know, Melodic, How's your sister and your brother? And that's it. I don't want to know nothing else. It's, no. it's funny for me, right? Because when I go to when I go to Jersey, when I go back where I grew up at, is I hear everything. People tell me everything, right? And and you know, to a, and it's it's a part of me that's always gonna miss home, right? But I'm going to be perfectly honest with y'all. The drive is so long back. Going home, <laughs> when I'm on the highway, I'll be like, trunk is full. The, bur the burden, the burden, it seemed like each exit more the burden be off. And then, then I get in my little woods area where I have no service. And then my service jump back on, right? So I'll start getting alerts on my phone. And I'll be like, man, I'm glad I'm in these sticks, man. Yeah. But that's true, though, because you don't feel like that's avoidance. Well, you know, you know what it is, melodic is I did it, I did it unconsciously and didn't know realize the benefit. I realized the benefit was for one thing, and there's so many other benefits that outweigh. Like I said, I miss home. That's home, but there's so many other benefits. I'm so far removed from certain conversations. Correct. Because a boundary was set unconsciously that I'd be like, right. I'm home. Ooh, right. This, and it's crazy because as much as I can complain about the sticks, I say to myself at the end of the day, this is something that I earned. 
Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. regardless of where I'm in in life, like I earned my little space. Right, Q. I said I set a conscious boundary. So the biggest thing, so I kind of see myself as a person that's like, you know, you're not gonna, you're not. I'm not the type of person. I hope I don't seem like a type of person that you could just run on well one, right? So, but I realized I was violating my boundaries a lot, and this is for me personally when I left the nine to five and started working for myself, and I just started realizing, like, hold on. First of all, the mental space now that I'm in where I cannot expect a check every other week is right. a whole different game. Because as Shanita said, I, I am a money magnet. I expect money. Money comes to me. So that's a mental space that you have to be in in terms of a clarity. So the things that I could take in terms of helping people to vice and just the pressure it's not as I can't take as much now because I have to stay in my mental space. Because remember now, if you're stressing me out while I'm teaching, I'm on the phone all night with you. I'm still going to work the next day and I'm still getting my paycheck. Right. But I'm just stressed out now. So now I can realize that when the stress affects my money, the, the stress affects my livelihood. So now I realize, like, hold on. I was really violating my time as a person. I go to the park. You know, I do a lot of things. I have to take a big loss, though, to get into that because it was unsure. I didn't know exactly, but I had it, you know, I had that feeling. But right now I would never go back because I feel like I was violating a lot of boundaries that I should have on myself morally as a person and living life, you know? And sometimes you have to make that change to realize you get out of a relationship. You'd be like, hold on. I was letting that chick violate me for mad long, yo. Like, hold on, playing myself. Like what's really hood, you know? So, but you don't, you don't get that until you step. And Milton, you know? and, and yes, I think, I, and you see that a lot of times when people get out of relationships, I always say when people <laughs> get out of a relationship, somebody has to be the victim right. and somebody right. has to be oh the gosh, person who caused it, it. Nobody's going to say, you know what? I get, and I don't want to go into relationships because that's a whole different, whole different topic. Thing. Right, right. But I always, <laughs> I always bug out because here it is. You was in love with this person and now you're saying you're a victim. I mean, for for those of us that are continuously trying to grow, we should say, "All right, that was a learning experience." Right. Well, I that relationship. But it's it's Thanks. so amazing, like like you mentioned, Milton, and how it hit home is that you realize once you're not in that situation, how much you compromise yourself, your boundaries, yourself, yourself boundaries, and this is why, as Shanita elaborated, like you could really harm your well-being and your health yourself, okay. with these compromises. And it and it don't be like some magic wand, like, yo, I'm compromising. Let me <laughs> right. stop. Because it's it's a slow, it's slow over time. It's not a it's right. not a boom. It's like a, you know, I like this person, so I'm gonna take this. And the next thing you know, you're taking that. And then you know what I'm saying? And it's a over time. And you start to beat yourself down because you start to believe that that's what you're right. worth. You know, like hold on. Violation. Right. I'm always checking myself. To make sure I'm in complete moral boundary code, you know what I mean? That's a <laughs> did I just make that up? That's why I meditate, bro. <laughs> meditation, bro. You, everybody has their I'm thing. Meditate. Well disciplined, you know what I mean? You know, meditation. It's so important. Kate. Needed that, man. So Needed important. that. Yes. Right. That's how it I move on from things, man. Like something Mel had said. She said, "Did you think moving away was kind of like avoidance of dealing with boundaries?" And I'm going to say for me, when I moved, I moved from Jersey in 96 when I joined the Army, and I never came back. And that was a part of avoidance. 
that to get away from a lot of different things. And I needed to do that. I needed the avoidance to establish my boundaries and to be able to be comfortable with it or to not have to actually tell somebody, well, I'm not available because, you know, I don't like you <laughs> or you full of drama. It was a girl, you know, I moved away, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I got this family and I'm living in this new state or I'm out of country. And then eventually I kind of got pushed away from all of the drama and all of the the stuff that I don't want in my life. And right. I, I live in Georgia right now. And God knows how I end up knowing all the drama that's happening in Jersey. I'm like, I don't even know half you people anymore. They want to dump I, don't, on you. I don't know adults. Why y'all telling me? I don't care. You know, but you know, it, it yeah, is. I, I, don't, I don't answer the phone. Yeah, you gotta be strict. As I don't, you have to. Sometimes you gotta limit people's access to you, and it's you like, oh, you done moved all the way out here. And right. you, I never talked to you. I know I be busy. So listen, they say that in American psycho psych psychological association, that fifty to fifty eight percent of people are suffering from high stress. So especially in black men with blood pressure situations, right? In a black community, we all have all types of inherited based on our diet, you know, type of health situation, you have to really pay attention to that. So you're really actually protecting your life, you know, when you're setting boundaries, like I said. And it's, it's these subtle things that happen in your life over time that make you start gradually. Like, you know, when you go to the doctor, you know, a lot of times they tell you whatever issue you got, it's not gonna happen overnight. You've been breaking right. your boundaries for a minute. You've been right. playing yep. yourself for a minute, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now you're stuck. So it's, it's very important to check yourself. Because as I said, we were talking about with Elliot, everybody has their different things that's going to test them, to test right. their boundaries. And you got to be able to plan to, to be tested differently next month. Whatever you pass right. this month, you know what I'm saying? So if yeah. it comes to girls, they're going to send another one. You remember that one that she did? <laughs> she coming, right? <laughs> In three weeks. <laughs> be ready. Whatever the situation, she needs to stop laughing. <laughs> but, you, but you know what, Mel? You know what I believe in? Good. The, the quarters of the year. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I did a real breakdown of that. So I just handled some that? people. What's the huh? what's the quarters of the year? Break that down for me. I don't what know. Is, yeah. Like right now, we in the second quarter. You know what I'm saying? Right. You came you, the fourth quarter, December and all that, that was the crazy. You know right. what I'm saying? People returning back in your life and everything like that. Mm. You came into a new year, okay. 2022, okay. January. No, no. Milton, Milton just subconsciously gave a plug for a show I'm doing on Thursday where my uh, my friend and sister Drea is going to talk about the second quarter decoded. Mm. Make sure well, yeah, tune in for that. I, watch well, Thursday well, at 8 o'clock where Drea, Professor Drea, let me give her her title. Yes, She's, give a, her professor. Her. She's yeah, a professor at Tuskegee yes. University. Yes. She's gonna come in and um, decode the second quarter and what it means for the people that um, are into numbers and understand mm -hmm. um, some some form of, I would say, astrology and numerology. As I always like to say when she does the show, is um, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a spirituality that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Definitely those that believe in organized religion because they be sometimes they be scared and they think it's spooky. But I, I'm one of those people that believe that um, everything all ties together and it's an energy of knowing what's going on with you and understanding right. that um, what makes your personality, it, it, your, what makes each and everybody's personality is unique within itself. 
Correct. Um, Correct. So, so she'll be here. When, she'll be here Thursday at um, nine o'clock. I said eight o'clock because it's eight o'clock her time because she's on Central Time. But it's nine mm-hmm. o'clock, and we'll discuss it. And um, I know Shanita has dealt with her as much as King, and um, it, it's a very interesting perspective what she brings. Indeed, so bro. let me ask you guys um, because I don't want. I know it's late, and I understand that we all, for four of us here, have to worry about. Going to Mr. Charlie tomorrow. That's jokes. That's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> That's jokes. So let's let's. I still gotta go see the man tomorrow. So okay. you know, so just just you know, everybody give us some final thoughts and give us give us all some advice um, on how we can be uh, more conscious of these boundaries that we need to set every day. Right. Every day. I think communication, you know what I'm saying? When you have those boundaries, that barrier set up, communication is key. Mm-hmm. And what I say is key is chi, per energy. Know your, know the energy that you're surrounding yourself around. That chi. You know I mean? Word. Mm-hmm. King final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> King final thoughts. No, I definitely think that um, people need to keep in mind when setting the boundaries, is understanding the person you're dealing with. Just like King just said, um, you can't just automatically fly off the handle. You, it, it is perception and you have to understand, I can verbally say something to you or even if I'm texting something to you and it could be taken a completely different way. So the communication is absolutely key, but also respecting the other person as well. Um, you can cross the line and I don't have to cuss you out. I can still mm-hmm. kind of be like, hey, yo, brother, hey, sister, you know, you, you're doing too much, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we just back around. But also for the people who have a hard time setting boundaries in whatever part of their life is, it's okay. And I'm not saying this for the audience, I'm saying it for me, because I have to speak things into existence for myself. Um, it's okay to set a boundary and it's okay if people don't like it. It's not a reflection of you being a bad person or being mean or you know being negative it's you protecting your own energy in your own space mm-hmm. the, statistics, uh, the statistics that milk gave uh, from the apa is real and it's even more real for black men you know uh, mm-hmm. we we have to scale back the aggression scale back the reactionary stuff mm-hmm you know, stop internalizing everything and understand that even, you know, even for the people that we feel aren't understanding us, that they're, that they have origins in the context, you know, for their being and their sense of being that we can never understand the same way they can't understand ours. Okay. So it's just important, you know, understanding each other and being assertive in that way without necessarily always being reactionary, you know, and just, Whatever it doesn't fall in line with that, you just gracefully remove yourself from that, from that true situation. Indeed, true and indeed, it don't gotta be, you know, beef or I don't like you or like this. It's just, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, right. You absolutely and, and don't I like, feel bad for doing that, you know, and saying I, for yourself. It's gonna I keep you here longer. I agree, I agree with that hundred percent, Elliot. And I like to pick back on that graceful statement by just saying that you have to fit you have to fit forgiveness into your your barriers you know, with the people, because you have to understand, like Elliot said, where they come from, everybody's a result of the environment. But also, I do think that, um, like with boundaries, the yes or no situation is really life or death. So it's imperative to me, 
boundaries are imperative to me. I realized how, how, they, um, how important they were when I started working for myself, that if I don't have that clear space, I'm mm -hmm. blocking energy. You know, that was very important. So I think that as we were talking about before, these gradual decisions that we're making that we may not notice now are going to take a toll later on. And you shouldn't wait till people cross your boundaries so you blow up and then you look like you're the antagonist in the whole situation, right? That's mm -hmm. happened to me a lot. So I think that those yes or no decisions are imperative on an everyday life. Know that every yes or no decision that you make is shaping your tomorrow. That's, that's, that's important. So I look at it as boundaries, as survival, like I started. And I feel like for the people who have problems setting boundaries with themselves, you know, if not for you, for your family, for your kids, know that when people violate you, they violate in your family. They violate in everything that you're working for. And we know that we could work for 20, 30 years and it takes five seconds to do something crazy and lose everything. Right. So that, I think that's a precious space that we all need to protect. Melodic. <laughs> <laughs> Unmute your mic, young lady. Yeah, that's very important. <laughs> uh -oh. Are we adding comedians? I'm just a little adding. Are we adding comedians yeah. to, to the job list? You were lip syncing. Uh oh, the lioness is out. The lioness is out. <laughs> so I feel like we're all responsible for our own happiness. I feel like we should have open and honest communication always. I feel like we should say no more often than not. I feel like we should also limit access to ourselves. And I feel like you should be firm in your decision and in your boundaries. Definitely. One of the, um, <clears throat> one of the things that I, uh, that I like to call myself is somebody who just loves information. Mm. And getting that information opens you up to taking on a lot. Um, so with this topic is I've learned a lot about myself with studying for the show and definitely tonight where um, you have to be selfish in establishing your balance. Um, to the point like, you know, like Milton said, it's a life or death situation and how it ties in as Elliot and Milton both because they have the educational background and this is what they do. This, this falls in line to the psychology. And um, if you look up a lot of stuff on WebMD and psychologists and they talk about this and being able to set boundaries and not be unhealthy. Mm. And um, this is something that's very important. And I think that we need to look at it more importantly than we have been and realizing how serious it is and, and, and establishing and being able to um, be in that space. You know, I... It, when when Elliot mentioned something earlier in the show and being alone and um from an experience that I had and learning how to be alone and be have solitude and still have hope, that's not easy for everybody. Right. Um sometimes it has to be forced on a group of individuals and then they learn how to do that. But to be able to be alone in your own space is something that everybody don't want to do or don't it's not a safe space Correct. so with with closing the show i'll just say that um you know your limit you know you as we would say your third eye that little birdie talking to you telling you what not what and what not to do listen to it listen to it 
Yeah. Something's telling you don't do it, and you're doing it anyway. So <laughs> listen to it, and you know, mm-hmm. establish those boundaries. And um, going forward, like I said, we appreciate you guys that will watch the show on the, on the rewind. As those anybody that joined us, I know there's a bunch of people in and out. And um, I appreciate you guys on the panel. Um, I appreciate my co-host who, you know, like I said in the beginning, the boundary conversation was our first conversation. Five hours, five hours, and really, really, I think I think it, it it established what we wanted to do on the show together, and that, that's just, what that's what the conversation was about, and it turned <laughs> yeah. something. So, I mean, and, and and really, and really, I, I can honestly say, and she knows that she knows that I would say it privately, but I'm I like to put her on blast publicly. It established our friendship. And it established it early, and it it made me look at things outside of me and her friendship a lot different. So appreciate you. That's a lot of storm. That's dope. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to stay on till we close out. With that, everybody take care, and see you guys in two weeks. Uh, two weeks, our show will be <laughs> abuse. abuse. And relationships. Damn. See you guys in two weeks on that. (laughs) Peace out. Conversations with friends.